0: Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, 19th of January, and another rather dull session, it has to be said, in our market. This is the Marcus Today Members Strategy Podcast. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Wall Street had a bit of a sell-off last night. Dow Jones down 600 points, worst performance this year. Mind you, we haven't been going for long. Down 1.8%. S&P down 1. 05 percent NASDAQ down 1.2%. Our futures this morning, though, were down 31, and we are only, I was going to say down one point, we're up 17 points. Bit of a rally here. We've seen an employment number at 11.30, which is weaker than expected. Consensus was for 25,000 jobs added after 64,000 in November. It's coming at 14.6% which is below consensus, which feeds into the RBA meeting on February the 7th and suggests they will be less hawkish, more likely to pause rather than raise rates or at least pause earlier. So our market having a bit of a rally on the back of that and the Aussie dollars dipped a little bit. Lower rates here means less attraction. For Aussie dollars because it yields less. So that was almost 70 cents the other day back to, as I speak, 69.09. So I'll mark it up 18. We were down 13 at one point. So doing okay today. Otherwise, the message overnight was that suddenly good news is bad news. The good news is that bond yields dropped significantly in the US overnight. That would have been seen a month ago as good news But it's now being seen as a reflection of concerns for growth. They had a few numbers overnight that weren't pointing to a strong economy. Industrial production was below expectations. U.S. retail sales were below expectations. And the US PPI number, producer price index number, which is prices at the factory gate, similar to a CPI number, but just earlier in the price chain, they were below expectations as well. And bond yields dropped. They also dropped because the Bank of Japan had a meeting yesterday, which was creating some concerns in the bond market that the Bank of Japan might suddenly, having held out for so long, get more hawkish change their policy. They didn't do that at all. They didn't really do anything at all. So there was some relief in the bond market. So bond yields fell overnight. And usually the equity market would go up on the back of that. At least it would have done last year. This year, not the case. It seems we've started to worry about growth. Seems we have conquered inflation. The Fed Beige Book overnight talked about retailers struggling to raise prices for consumers, which sort of Feeds this peak inflation narrative. So we've got over our inflation worries, but now we're worrying about a harder rather than softer landing. All sectors were down in the US overnight. Added to that, a couple of Fed governors were getting a little bit hawkish, saying the next rate rise should be 50 basis points, not 25 basis points. Just to point out, the Fed have got their meeting on February the 1st. At the moment, the chance of a 25 basis point rate rise are at 95.3%. In other words, it'll be a 25 basis point rate rise. And Morgan Stanley says that there will be a dot plot which shows a peak rate lower than previously. So the dot plot is where each Fed governor puts in little dots of where they think interest rates will be over the next year or two. And from that, you can sort of tell where the Fed think rates are going to peak. Well, if you take an average of all those, you can get an idea of at what rate interest rates will peak as well. And Morgan Stanley telling us that that dot plot plot where rates will peak drops, which again alleviates last year's worries about inflation. But we seem to be moving on to recession worries. Climbing the wall of worry. Never underestimate the market's ability to find something to worry about. It's always got a list of things to worry about. Doesn't mean the market can't go up. Also, noticeably, Bitcoin topped out overnight a little bit, which is the Bitcoin I see as the barometer of market sentiment or barometer of irrational exuberance. It's just had a big bounce in the last month or so, coming off the top again overnight. So I've written last night up as just killing our New Year optimism for a day. We're still in fully invested in the strategy portfolio for now. But noticeably, this pause in the US market has occurred at a technically significant moment. Have a look at the S&P 500 chart In the strategy section, we were just about to break the downtrend in the US markets. We're all set up to benefit from that with our ETFs geared to the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. And here we go with Wall Street down 600 points, worries about growth, and it tops out. If it is a top, it might just be a one-day blip, and it tops out just as we're about to break through, which sort of confirms the downtrend rather than breaks the downtrend anyway. Bit of a shrug of the shoulders today. U.S. results season continues as well. Nothing much in that overnight, but noticeably Microsoft cutting jobs, a sign of a weak economy perhaps, and Bank of America freezing hiring. The U.S. labor market is a big factor in Fed thinking, and it is clearly weakening couple of other things going on. Yellen is meeting her Chinese counterparts. There was also some headlines this week about the thawing relations between China and Australia. The vice-premier of China has declared that COVID, the COVID wave has peaked and the return to normal is occurring faster than expected. Good for resources. BHP and Rio up 1.1% and 1.9% today, noticeably. The IMF has signalled some upgrades to global growth forecasts. And you might have seen the New Zealand Prime Minister She's announced she's going to resign on February the 7th. And this is uh, not what we want to see for a person who exemplifies energy and hope. She says she no longer has the energy and heart continuous leader. There will be elections on Saturday, 14th of October. In the ideas and technical scans section, as I'm calling it at the moment, not sure that's going to be the final name for that section, as I do the technical scans. But in that section, haven't done anything today. Bit of a yawn. We're set up for the US market to rally and it's flopped overnight. So sitting there with our fingers crossed at the moment more than anything else. Our two bets on the US market going up, G-GUS and Nas are down 3% both of them today which rather wipes our recent profit or our very quick profit otherwise not a lot of movement in the ideas portfolio. In the technical signals couple of things worth noting. There are some gold sell signals. And I've noticed a couple of commentators with articles and a broker with articles saying, is it time to sell gold? Gold's had a fabulous run. Just some sell signals in the gold ETFs, MNRS and XGD. Also a sell signal on Origin, ORG, and a couple of others in there. The other notable thing is that all the buy signals have dried up. There were pages of them earlier this week. There is just a little list of them today. Some of the buy signals, interesting. Hack. Hack, of course, is cybersecurity ETF listed in Australia that has got a bit of a buy signal. Also, the other interesting one is Whitehaven Coal. Coal stocks have come well off the top. Whitehaven Coals down from about eleven bucks to nine bucks. Just a little buy signal there. Are they going to come back? Maybe so. And Bubs Australia, little buy signal as well. And that's about it. As I say, bit of a yawn. So to fill some space today, I have written an article which was prompted by a member asking about portfolio management and could I have a look at his portfolio. I'm afraid I can't because we don't want to be giving any personal advice. We avoid it. It's a liability now, I'm afraid. So we can only or we only want to give general advice, whatever we're qualified for. We only want to give general advice. So I can't look at your individual portfolio, I'm afraid, sir. But I have written up a few tips on managing your own investments. And the headline image says, punt like a dervish or invest like Buffett. Your choice, and there are a few guidelines there that might help you. There are two processes to managing your own portfolio. One is managing market risk. And as you know, that's what we do in the strategy section. It's all about do you hold cash or do you hold the market? Most of the time you'll be holding the market because it goes up most of the time, but there are just certain times when it goes down that you have to cash up or at least least an active investor would cash up. You don't have to do anything, especially not if you're after income. But we're a daily newsletter, so reasonably active. So there are times when we would advise cashing up and you can keep a track of that in the strategy section in the newsletter. And then the other part of the process is what stocks do you hold? And there are a few paragraphs in the strategy section today on how to pick stocks, which is about building a watch list, not capturing every great stock, just some great stocks, keeping an eye on them, being ready to sell. There's some stuff about pyramiding in and out. Anyway, have a look at the strategy section today, a bit of an article on how to manage your own portfolio from home. And that's about it for today. As I leave you, market up 20, quite like the employment numbers by the look of it. You have a fabulous day, and I will speak to you tomorrow. <music>